Hello, welcome to another episode of the Boink Radio Podcast here on the Boink Network Discord server. Today is January 15th, 2021, second episode of the year. We're here to talk about, eh, what's not Boink, huh? We'll be talking about platforms uh, like folding at home and such, things that are not Boink. And if we have time, we'll be wrapping up on the differences uh, between Boink and those other platforms. Um but hey, guess what? You can join us every Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern on the Boink Network Discord server where you can talk about Boink with us, mic or text chat. You can ask your questions if you're new. If you're not new, you can you can talk about your project that you're building with Boink, your Boink project specifically, or maybe you're building a, uh, a stand aside to Boink, or maybe you've got a business you want to pitch. Uh, anything to do with Boink is more than welcome. And if you're lucky, Dear listener, you will catch a project very project beef. <sighs> <laughs> if you're lucky, dear listener, you will catch a project brief from the co-host here, Delta. He just finished up cosmetology. Nope, cosmology at home. It was a lot of fun. Thanks, Delta. How's it going? It. I am doing great, and you should definitely listen to that project brief because I have some brilliant Australian jokes. Oh, in there. they were so good. I was laughing. I was making salad dressing and just chuckling away. <laughs> so good. <laughs> now I, I can answer one thing, and I can tell you that Boink is not Bundaberg because Bundaberg <laughs> is the best thing that was ever invented. Oh, so Boink is not the best thing ever invented? Get <laughs> out of Bundaberg, my Discord! <laughs> <laughs> I thought you didn't like it. Uh, well, I don't like the ginger beer, but there are different flavors. You know, oh <laughs> I've told everyone that I'm 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 bringing a different flavor of Bundaberg every time mm-hmm. uh, for the next Good. couple of weeks. <laughs> All right, what do you got this week? This week I have pineapple and coconut sparkling drink. So yeah, it's quite tropical. And provided that the temperature in my room right now is about 27 degrees Celsius, it is quite tropical. <laughs> That's almost as hot as the start of the universe. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, great. How would you rate it? On you've done two, so this is your second Bundaberg. Yes, uh, and uh, I mean it's an Australian iconic brand, so I've had it plenty of times. And this one, I think, is pretty good. I, it, it's great uh, for during the summertime. I, I think. Wonderful stuff, Bundaberg. If you're out there, this gentleman needs a sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> Give us some money. Let's go. <laughs> You guys, if you got a beverage you would like to share, throw it in the chat right now, and we'll go through a good old list. I got water, but as you guys know, I also have salad dressing sitting over there, waiting to dress a salad on up and get in my mouth where it will go to my belly, and I'll be happy and content. But first, guys, we got to do the show. Uh, we got water from a forest in a Coca-Cola bottle. Foxy, this is from your like your spring in your backyard. You like your oh man, that's so cool. I bet that makes great coffee. Maybe I don't know what I'm talking about, but I feel like it should. I, I <laughs> hope I hope it's uh, sanitized at least, or at least boiled. <laughs> it comes out from a hot spring, just boiling. Well, you don't want to get giardia. That's why boiled. Yeah, no cholera. Yeah. Uh, Sec pop's got some uh, tasty rum. Pollock is claiming, uh, I might agree with him a little bit, but he's claiming that salad dressing is not a beverage. Uh, any liquid's a beverage if you drink it. My my dude. I mean, no. hey, if you want to drink vinegar, you go drink vinegar. <laughs> I do. I'll be back next week, guys. Hope to see you there. Coming out of hospital with vinegar poisoning. <laughs> Is that a thing? Oh, man. I don't know. But let's talk about Blink. Or rather, 
Let's talk about not blink. Huh? <laughs> what do we got? There are, I mentioned probably the biggest one we should just start on, folding at home, right? Guys, if you know distributing computing platforms uh, that you you know of, throw them in the chat here and we will mention them. Um, did we do the news? Oh my God. Oh my God, I forgot the Boink news. <laughs> Whoo, guys, Boink news, Delta, take it away. I got to faint real quick. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, let's start off with Psydoc uh, at home. They have said that they are beginning the year with the processing of the second target called PL Pro. They also mentioned that almost half of the library of all their molecules and proteins has been docked. So that means they've completed successfully docking molecules and uh, targets onto, uh, sorry, not targets. They've been, they've successfully docked molecules and other proteins onto the targets of other proteins. So they're thanking everyone for the contribution and they're mentioning that they are starting uh, some new work for this year. Awesome. So they're already on to their second second target. Psydoc came out a couple, couple weeks ago even, maybe like a month or two. That's pretty neat to see them advancing so quickly. Um, guys, give them a check. Give them a checkout. <laughs> They're working on protein folding uh, and, and other medical um, tasks. I got news from uh, Prime Grid. Uh, <laughs> they're running a challenge starting January 14th, so it's un already underway. It's a five-day challenge called Good Riddance 2020. Uh, it's <laughs> celebrating the end of the abominant. Mm, why do they have to use big words? Abomination which was the year 2020. Uh, it's going to be offered on the PPS Div LLR application. Maybe someone else knows what that means. I'm just reading letters. Uh, and I think LLR stands for the scientists that made it. <laughs> ah, okay. That's all I remember. <laughs> to participate in the challenge, you have to select the, the uh, Fermat Divisor Search, LLR PPS DIV project in your Prime Grid preference section. So this is a Prime Grid specific project. Uh, go ahead and crunch some primes. And as Foxy says, 2021 ain't any better so far. So <laughs> I, I'm sure this, I'm not sure. I'm guessing this might be a recurring project. <laughs> Good riddance, 20, whatever. Uh, but check it out, Prime Grid. Uh, you can also catch them on Twitter at Prime Grid. And uh, they also has a have a Discord server and a very active community. So go ahead and check them out if you love them prime numbers. Okay, it's time for Ithena now. Ithena has some new news. They are mentioning that they are going to do a major hardware upgrade of their Boink server, and it is planned for the first quarter of 2021. So soon you might be seeing a little bit of downtime from Ithena. They mentioned that their current Boink platform shares hardware resources with the uh, framework of virtualization. So that's another part of their computer system, and they just need more hardware, pretty much. They mentioned that they're probably going to use about uh, 15,000 hard drives, SAS drives, um, with mirroring to make sure that they have data redundancy and uh, they're going to get a server rack and everything. They also mentioned that they, they're they in need of RAM, lots of e, uh, ECC or non-ECC DDR3 RAM, and they're asking on the community if they have any spare components like what they are asking for. Uh, or just simple networking equipment or anything else. And you can go onto Athena on their message boards and there's a way that you can contact the administrator there. So if you have any spare hardware that you would like that you would like to donate, networking hardware, server hardware, anything, the Athena is in need. Awesome. 
Athena is also a new project, very interesting project, looking to map the internet and all those tubes. Um, so right, many tubes. So many tubes. I've got some news coming out of Prime Grid. Again, they have found more more primes. Let's just leave it at that. They're killing it with the primes. <laughs> they got two more mega primes. I'm sure they're in Chris Caldwell's big old book of primes. Uh, good looks on them. Jeez, how many pages is the book now? <laughs> it's a big old book, you know? <laughs> you think they put the entire number in that book or like so, all the someone, digits? Someone should print it. Someone should print it and people will actually <laughs> buy it. <laughs> I have, um, I, I totally obtained these books by uh, legit means in college. They are giant reference books of all written pieces of literature. They're only two letters. Uh, I think it's like G and H and they are thick. And I mean thick. They're probably mm, two feet deep. Like, Oh man, and I bet you this prime prime book would uh, blow it out of the water. But I love books with big spines, and I cannot lie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, uh, uh, Pollock says a few books or uh, a few folks over at the Prime Grid Discord server did indeed print hard copies of their large prime finds. <laughs> He's gonna find us some pictures. Oh, that's great. Anyway, any other news? No, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> Slow news week. Uh, I do have there, a, a little teaser, I suppose. Uh, there is a new project under development. It's sort of released, sort of uh, still in beta, called Cryptos at Home. K-R-Y-P-T-O-S at Home. It's trying to crack that CIA puzzle. Either you know it or you don't. Go to the website. They explain it. Cryptosathome.com. Uh, and one of the great things about being on this Discord server is the admins will sometimes come in and ask us for help, like ask the community, like, hey, can you guys help me test these work units out or or test out this new implementation or whatever, what have you. So uh, come on in and get involved with us and get the goodies before the rest of the goodies, you know? Anyway, I'm sure we'll talk more about this project once it's more up and running. Uh, they're trying to get out of virtual box right now is the latest I've heard. Are you kidding me? Pollock just posted the pictures of the books. This is one number? That is one number. <laughs> this is it really is, funny. It is 1,059,094 to the power of uh, 1,048,576. All of that plus one. And it has page numbers. <laughs> <laughs> so you can see what you're up to in the novel. Oh, this is great. It's a nice cover, too. Yeah, some light bedtime reading. <laughs> All right. All right, now we're moving on to the main topic, not blank. Uh, yeah, we mentioned folding at home already. That's probably the biggest one, eh, Delta? Like, uh, they do protein folding. Blank also has projects to do folding, protein home folding. Whew. But folding at home is the largest supercomputer in the world right now. Exaflops worth of processing power. All working towards pro folding them protein. Absolutely. And uh, they focus only on folding proteins. And so they're a very highly specialized project, unlike Boink, which has a lot of different projects that are sparsely built around, and it's decentralized. So there's different people managing different projects, whereas Folding at Home concentrates most of all the protein projects all in one. Yeah, I think they're run out of Stanford still. Uh, Greg Bauman, I believe, is the head uh, doing great work with the just 
folding technology in general. Like, I, I think people should recognize this is fairly new technology, just like a couple decades in terms of like computers doing folding. And then only recently has it gotten very, very good. Uh, like, what's the thing that just came out? AlphaFold? Uh, I forget who developed it. Was it IBM? No, because IBM didn't mention it in the World Community Group post. <laughs> was it them? Intel, maybe? Google? I forget who did it. Um, but that's a giant uh, AI folding proteins, right? So this stuff is getting pretty intense, and it just means we're going to have good uh, uh, medical advancements, I hope, in the not too distant future. Uh, it was the guy behind DeepMind, says Sackpop, Demis Hassanabis, maybe from Google. Uh, apologies for names. Anyway, other not boink platforms. Uh, there's one out of Australia, eh, Delta? Um, that was, um, what's it called? Dream Lab. Yes, Dream Lab, yeah. So Dream Lab, uh, I believe, is run by Vodafone, I think. Or at least it was. it's sponsored by Vodafone. And uh, I'm pretty sure it is run out of uh, Australia. And it's actually an, IO, uh, it's, it's an iOS app. And uh, I think it also runs on Android too, but someone will have to correct me on that. But uh, really, it tackles the market of phones. And they sort of go across the same idea that Boink has in tackling idle hardware. And because we all pretty much have phones now, almost everyone has, has, a, uh, has a mobile smartphone, and they use all of that power while you're asleep, while you're dreaming. So as your computer is charging during the night, it'll do protein folding or other projects because there are multiple different projects on that um, on that uh, on that app. I don't want to use project twice. <laughs> uh, so yeah, there are many projects on that app, and you can choose which which one you want to do. And it tackles the age-old issue of Boink coming onto um, on, onto iOS and Apple devices because it's really hard for Boink to actually get onto Apple devices because of terms and conditions and stuff like that. Yeah, and, and Boink not being decentralized, as you were saying before, there's no real entity to sign those terms and conditions. There's no vetting process like that. Uh, that that might be who is it? Vodafone? Who said who who does Dream yeah, Labs? Yeah, Vodafone. Uh, like Vodafone will vet their app and stand by it, and it, you know if something goes wrong, they can take it down. Boink is an infrastructure, so if someone built an app as a business that implements Boink, gets it on an uh, in an app store, maybe puts some ads on it, uh, makes it a little gamified, they'd probably make some money. Just throwing that out there. Uh, but cool, Dream Lab, awesome name, much much better than Boink. Although I do love Boink as a name. Dream Lab is a wonderful name for distributed computing. Um, another one, an ancient one, if you will, distributed.net. Uh, they did cryptography. They still do cryptography, right? They do maths. Yeah, and they actually also uh, link up with some Boink projects too. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think it's YoYo at Home that links up with distributed.net because YoYo at Home is searching for optimized golem rulers. And basically how YoYo at Home works with um, optimal Golem rulers is it literally takes work units from distributed.net or at least duplicates them on their Boink project and then resubmits them to distributed.net. So um, they, they, uh, I think distributed.net focuses mainly on mathematical tasks. That's similar to the, um, what's the, the Spanish project, Ibercivis, or is that Italian? Uh, I think it was Spanish. Yeah, Ibercivis being another distributed computing um, 
I also don't want to use project, uh, whatever it is, platform infrastructure uh, that, that does, I don't know too much about it, but they, I do know that they have an eBCVs at home project on Boink, which uses the Boink network to get their work done uh, and links up with their own infrastructure. Uh, so that is pretty neat, eBCVs. Um, there's also so it the- It just goes for how modular Boink actually is. <laughs> it's an interesting tech, man. It really is. And we'll get back to that in a little bit because it's one of the things that makes it stand apart from all these other ones. These other ones are great, by the way. I, I recommend people contribute to every single one of these. Uh, GIMPs, though, the great something Merzanine Prime search. International, who's got the eye for me? Throw it in the chat. Great internet. Thank you, E1 professor. Oh, the, a professor is the head of uh, cryptos at home. I was talking about your project a little earlier. I don't think you were in here. Um, yeah. But yeah, the GIMPS project doing prime numbers similar to Prime Grid. Um, I don't think there's much more to say about it. Is there? Um, no, but I was going to say uh, some of the historical projects on distributed.net are pretty much all mathematical. It's uh, the optimal golem rule is from 24 to 27, RC5, which is, a, I think, an encryption project, uh, the CS Cypher Challenge, and cracking DES 1, 2, and 3. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. There's uh, crypto projects on Boink as well. I'm not sure if they're still running. They probably still are. Um, moving Moving on, though, we had GIMPs. We've got these are all coming from Sackpop, by the way. So thank you, my man, for, for writing these down. Leela Chess Zero, which I imagine I've never heard of this one, but I imagine it's a distributed computing platform that works on playing chess, figuring out all the different ways chess can work. And there, it's a neural network. He says, interesting. Uh, this development has been spearheaded by programmer Gary Lynn Scott, who's also a developer for the Stockfish Chess Engine. Hmm. Uh, it's training a generalized AI by the looks of it, or a gen training a generalized neural network. To play chess? Yep. So before, um, and I think the standard one is the Stockfish chess engine, but I believe that's more or less a specific neural network, uh, whereas this one is a generalized neural network. And as it says, it starts out with no intrinsic chess-specific knowledge other than the basic rules of the game. Interesting. And uh, Sackpop adds, it's open source and adapted from the DeepMind Alpha Chess program. Very interesting. Um, and then <laughs> he also adds Electric Sheep, which is the cool visualization screensaver uh, that uses distributed computing to make its visualizations, uh, which is just a fun one. That one's been around for a while, too. Uh, I think it's older than distributed. That, that. Um, neat. Anyone have any other uh, distributed computing platforms? they know of that we haven't touched on um cool sackpock also brings up other distributed infrastructures that uh for example he uses storage and sia that's s-t-o-r-j and s-i-a uh, these are blockchains that are working on distributed storage protocols and there are several others i can't think of off the top of my head i think chia i think graham cohen is working on one uh, called chia uh, I don't know if that's ever going to happen, but he's working on it for a while. Um, but distributed, as everyone knows, distributed computing requires a lot of storage space, actually, because for the the um, project head and also the person running the project, uh, and sometimes, actually, projects, uh, their storage um, hardware is a limiting factor in their research. Delta, what was the project that just had storage problems recently? 
like lost all the data? Base. Yeah. Uh, they not only had loss of data a while back, but now they're having constant database crashes because of because Windows. Windows. <laughs> right. I remember now. So the uh, uh, distributed storage protocols are actually very fascinating. They work and they use incentivization to uh, to function well and game theory and all that stuff. So a lot of stuff Boink implements just without a cryptocurrency. Um, and it will, some sort of distributed storage will, uh, I would say with a high degree of confidence, likely be involved in distributed computing in the future, uh, near future, um, like 10, 20 years. And interestingly enough, I think I've brought this up on a previous um, Boink radio, is that someone was actually trying to make the BitTorrent protocol work over the Boink protocol. So instead of projects having to store all the data on their servers, they can get the clients to actually, uh, and the computers on the network to actually store it using the BitTorrent protocol. Interesting. Uh, do you know who that is? Because I would recommend they take a look at the library protocol. Uh, which uh, is a very, very old branch. Ah. Of the thing. I think it's like over 10 years old now. So okay. it's very, it was only just a single idea that someone just started and then just gave up. Gotcha. Because this blockchain space, I know that uh, some folks are very hesitant as to whether it's even a real thing and not a pyramid skid. I, I promise you it's a very real thing. It's fascinating, the technology that is being developed with on top of this root protocol, the blockchain. Uh, there's a BitTorrent discovery protocol. Like the, the, It combines content storage, distributed storage with distributed discovery protocols. And it would be fascinating to see that connect with Boink and uh, see how work units could be stored across a distributed network. And then also the ability to find those networks operates in a distributed way. So essentially a project can run without a central entity. Uh, and you can also integrate a lot of aspects of just science into that as well. Uh, that one's called the library protocol if anyone wants to dig more into that. Uh, it's yeah. library without the vowels. <laughs> yeah, L-B-R-Y, sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, very interesting stuff. These these uh, storage protocols that were brought up, storage and SIA, also very fascinating stuff. Uh, if people are interested in checking those out and how they would integrate, again, their spellings are S-T-O-R-J. They won some um, awards over, I think they're Swedish or Denmark or something like that. They won some awards back in 2016 and 17 as like one of the best innovative startups uh, in that area. And then SIA... Uh, just came out with an update that's doing some interesting stuff. I don't pay too much attention to see it, to be honest, though. Um, yeah, so that's not Boink. Again, if anyone has any other uh, distributed-related platforms that are not Boink, throw them in the chat. We'll talk about them. Um, but, uh, Delta, you kind of talked about this a little bit, like the differences between these things and Boink. Like Some of them run with a Boink instance. Some of them are highly centralized and can't, just simply can't do what Boink is. And I want to tie what you're talking, what you were talking about, in with something that someone said in the chat, having to do with democratized computing, uh, which really is something that Boink was built to do in the first place. And I'll describe that concept really, really briefly. Um, it, it has to do with how the Boink architecture works, in that the there is no central entity directing computation cycles to one project or another the cycles are directed directly by the user. The user isn't direct control. And what that creates is democratized computing where a, 
or one aspect of democratized computing where a project has to convince users to crunch to work on its uh tasks really so there's education involved there's user choice there's freedom of choice involved it's a democracy in that respect and at the same time anyone can make the boink project um it's an entirely permissionless system that's the vocab we've used before but this is, it's the same concept permissionless systems and democratized systems are very similar uh so in boink anyone can make a boink project you don't need to get funding from anyone you can set it up on a laptop in your closet and it'll run and then all you need to do to get your work done is convince people to crunch your project similar to how in democracies politicians anyone can become a politician theoretically and all they need to do is convince people to vote for them very similar in democratized computing systems or permissionless computing systems um that that don't have any uh, centralized thumb on the scales, so to speak. Uh, so Boink really already implemented what this person uh, in the chat brought up, and it, it's insane. It's so powerful. It's gonna. It, it gives you know people who aren't in Google the ability to get their computation done, to get their science done. Some of the COVID work, for example, uh, it was done by smaller institutions. The Institute for Protein Design ran out of the University of Washington. They're they're big, but they're not huge, uh, and a lot of it was done with Boink. Uh, it, it's it's a wonderful thing. A lot of these prime number projects are done by just you know folks who like prime numbers so much that they print hardcover books of them, which is fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, Delta. Do you think it's anything different, or, or what are the other differences you see between these, like folding at home or or, or distributed.net and Boink? Well, I was just gonna sum it up. So really, with Boink, it's modular. It's permissionless. There's a variety of scientific projects. Anyone can come on and make it. It has a proper, it has quite a large user base. And there's people from all sorts of fields, all walks of life, all walks of science. Um, some of the disadvantages compared to some of the other projects is that with centralization come, it makes it more easy to actually track things, actually make standards. So for example, you could probably go into boinkstats.com and ask the people who made it how hard it is to actually track the stats <laughs> of Boink. <laughs> uh, whereas with folding at home, it's much more easier. Um, and uh, uh, another disadvantage is that because we don't focus on a specific thing, a specific task or specific goal with Boink, uh, we get more resources spread out rather than concentrated in one area or using one particular type of hardware. That could be an advantage and a disadvantage. It depends on which way you're thinking. And yeah, re really, it's um, it's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, it is a thing. It's uh, well, you said something that made me think of something, and I forgot it. Don't you hate brains? <sighs> yeah, it's not coming back to me. Time to end it, I think. Yeah, the the centralized aspect, though. I, I think you're right. There are some great. Uh, benefits to having a central entity like Folding at Home can go out and easily make partnerships. Uh, uh, Mr. Bauman can say, Dr. Bauman, I believe, can, can say, I am Folding at Home. Talk to me and we'll get stuff done. And like they can move faster, make decisions faster. Oh, here's an example. Here's the news. I'd, I'd like to talk to the CEO of Boink. Right. <laughs> <laughs> But even with like the Boink projects calls, and one is coming up, uh, an email was sent out recently, I think it's at the end of January, January 28th. Uh, we'll talk about it more next week uh, for folks who want to attend. Um, but even just getting those together, 
are it's a huge task you know there's there's no central place that can that can um uh, aggregate resources and distribute resources and make decisions when it comes to the entire network that is of boink you know not to to these communities like Boink Network and, and Prime Grid and, and the community they've set up and the community behind World Community Grid, these are the communities that really push things forward uh, alongside the devs. The developers themselves don't really belong to any entities. They don't need to at least, but like they're coming. Kevin Reed, for example, the guy who set up um, the news bot we use here in the Discord and is like a lifesaver for that and many other reasons. Um, he works with World Community Grid. David Anderson, we all know him. He works out of Berkeley and their Boink project. Um, and the other developers, Vitaly, I don't know if you're associated with anyone. I just always assumed you're kind of like a freelance guy who loves doing uh, Boink development as a hobby. Uh, um, and the other developers just kind of float around. There's no one paying people. There's no whatever. It's, it's That's a challenge almost. That's a, uh, a detriment. But it also can be powerful too. So, um, sorry for that ramble, I suppose. <laughs> we can wrap up, though. Um, but as as Foxy says, and we'll end it on this, uh, nobody can tell you in these decentralized systems that this project cannot be done, right? There's no one doing it, and there, there's no one telling you to do something, but there's also no one telling you not to do something. Oh, that was... You're bringing me back, Foxy, to Chicago. Uh, that was a that was a huge thing. You know, th this is why we always advocate. You know, if you have an idea with Boink, don't wait for someone to give you permission to do it. Go out and do it. If you have a business idea, go out and do it. Bring it up. Maybe someone will want to do it with you. Uh, maybe someone's already tried it and they have something they can share in terms of experience and failure or something like that. Just get out there and do it. Contribute. Join the family. Join the community. It's a great place just to hang out and talk and meet people. Uh, and join these podcasts every Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern for joining us this week who knows what we're talking about next week um but yeah everyone's got to go get some sleep so we'll see you next week happy crunching everyone um that's it